0: Yo, my is this is the Black Rich Club Podcast, a show dedicated to pushing the black community and culture forward one combo at a time. You have life's permission to be black and rich in all aspects of your life. And now, your beautiful host, Franny Cruz. hey guys welcome to the black Ridge club podcast i am your host franny and this is the black Ridge club podcast thank you for being here happy wednesday what's going on if you're tuning in on another day happy that day (laughs) what's going on everyone can you believe that august is almost over Like, literally, August just started, and now it's already the end of August. And then we're in New York, so school is literally starting next week. Like, just help us. Help us. Help me. Help me. Help all the parents out here. Because back to school in New York is wild. It's not a peaceful situation. (laughs) It's not a peaceful transition. How's back to school in your state Or your country Like how does that work But in New York it's mayhem Bunch of traffic A bunch of I left this A bunch of I don't have that A bunch of carrying Duffel bags full of School supplies it's too much It's too much Will you live does your school Require you to have this crazy List of school supplies like a million dollars worth of school supplies, full on 24 packs of bounty tissue, like why? What is the school paying for? What is the, the city paying for? We bring everything. I don't remember ever doing that when I was going to school. Like when I was going to school, we had our notebooks, our pencils, folders, glue, and we went to school. My mom was not bringing all that stuff to school. I never seen it. And now that I'm a mom, it's like, can you guys go back, whale it back, and cut it out? Because it's just way too much. But happy Wednesday and all of that good stuff. <sighs> Today, in this episode... Speaking of paying a million dollars worth of school supplies, we're going to be talking about finances and our community when it comes to financial literacy, um, finances, and just money in general. um, It's no secret that our our community, the black community, black culture, black community, um, we definitely... Our handicap when it comes to our finances. We've always been this way um, ever since like slavery days, you know, but um, it doesn't go on everywhere, but overall, especially in America, I'm just gonna do based in the United States, we are crippled when it comes to money. Like, black people and money. We are not the best of friends and we need to change this. Like this is a huge problem within our community, even though they say money isn't everything, but money could resolve a lot of issues that we have within our community. And that goes without saying. So I wanted to really buckle down and do some research about finances, what our rates are, like what is it that's going on, like new new stats that's going on in our community when it comes to finances. And I found a really great article. Um, the website is called Money Geek, and the writer, she's a black woman. Her name is Erin C. Perkins, and she wrote this really great article about black people and African Americans. Um it's called Financial Challenges Black and African Americans Face and it's really good. <sighs> and it was really eye opening at the same time. So um one of the craziest things that I read in her article was It said the average white family's wealth is eight times higher than the wealth of an average black family, according to the Federal Reserve. And then they gave a number, which was, let me get it, the number, because sometimes hearing it is not enough, (laughs) hearing it is not enough, so the actual number of difference was, (sighs) It's astronomical. So a black family on average makes $24,100 as to where a white person, they make $142,000. That is astronomical. That is a huge difference. And we need to find a way to bridge this, this huge gap, this huge wealth gap that we have between us because I feel like like I said finances are so important. It is really important for us as a community to get educated on finances. Financial literacy is real. There's actually um where is it? Let me look for that too. There's actually a survey that measures your financial literacy, and it is called the TIAA Institute GFLEX, I mean LEC Personal Finance Index, which is called a PFIN index, and that index actually measures the financial literacy of a person. So in that they revealed that African Americans demonstrated a low level of financial literacy. It showed that only I mean that African Americans only answered 38% of personal finance questions correctly whereas a white American family answered 55% correctly. So obviously when it comes to financial literacy we are not at the top of our game. Right, we do not know what's going on with our money. We do not know how to invest our money. We do not know how to make our money work for us. We don't know how to utilize credit the right way. Um, cause there are good ways to utilize credit. There's good debt and there's bad debt. Um, if you don't know about the good the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, I suggest everybody read it. But there's definitely good debt and bad debt, and we just really need to get savvy when it comes to financial literacy. But when it all comes down to it, it's not our fault, so I don't want anyone to feel like they need to be on the defense. I'm not attacking because I'm also African-American, so I'm also a black person because <laughs> people will be like, oh, there's a difference, but I'm also black. So it's not for you to be defensive. It's for all of us to learn and to be aware of these numbers. $24,000 compared to $142,000. That's a huge difference. That's a huge difference in the livelihood of you, of your family, of your community. Imagine if everyone in your community was earning six figures. And it's not unheard of. Like white families are... In communities, their own communities making six figures as to where we have whole communities making $24,000 a year. So just imagine what the difference is. And even though there's some in both ethnicities, like there's white neighborhoods that are making $24,000 and there's also black rich neighborhoods that's making six figures or more. So it's not to say that, but we're talking about financial literacy and getting it together so but just imagine how different those neighborhoods look you've seen it before you've heard about it oh the upper class neighborhood middle class neighborhood and then the hood right so we all know what it looks like what's the difference but just imagine if everybody was doing their due diligence to learn about finances to manage their money better So that way the whole community can be uplifted, right? So another thing that they spoke about, that Erin spoke about, it was really um, a great article, shout out to her. Um, It said, systematic inequality, lack of financial literacy, high default rates on student loans, and employment discrimination, among other factors, have led to the racial wealth gap and then she goes on to talk about ways to close the wealth gap. I'm going to talk about those in a, in a second. But those are all things as to why we are not in the best place when it comes to finances. There are a lot of outside factors that are against us, that have been against us, and that continue to be against us. And not to make excuses, but these things are real Um I spoke about it. Did I even speak about it in the last podcast? I'm not sure, but even recently um, there was a huge article going around about a family who had their home appraised and the home appraised for $472,000 is a black family and but the guy knew his house was worth way more. So there's something called whitewashing where you take all of your pictures your family photos anything that can resemble you being black take it out of your home and stage it so that way when the appraiser comes he has no clue that you're black because there's a lot of appraisal appraisal um discrimination going on within our community we don't usually get our homes appraised to the best of its ability because we're black so, another appraisal came after they did this whitewashing, and guess what? Guess how much the house appraised for. Seven hundred thousand dollars. Just imagine, just imagine three hundred thousand dollars down the drain. like if they didn't even bother if if they didn't even bother to get a second opinion. Imagine how many other people don't even bother to get a second opinion. That $300,000 makes a huge difference. Like, for some people, that's 10 years worth of their salary. All in one shot. So, things like that are um why we are just, just not in a financially free place like financial freedom is key and if you don't believe so I don't know what to say but financial freedom is key it's not all about being rich being wealthy if that's your goal that's great as well but I think everyone should aspire to be financially free which means educated on money being able to take care of yourself and your family even when emergencies arise, be able to not worry about making ends meet, just having that sense of fresh air when it comes to money, like you can breathe, you're not in your neck, up to your neck in debt, you know what I mean? So... It's just crazy. There's a lot of things systematically that we have to deal with when it comes to money. Employment, that's another problem. A lot of black people are not hired. And then when we are hired, we are not even paid close to what our counterparts are making. Then when it comes to getting raises, women don't get raises. 19% of black women don't get raises. Um, in comparison to white men. And then 25% of black men do not get raises um, in comparison to their white male counterparts. So even that is just like, you're doing this job, you're working, you're working so hard and you can't even get a raise. So that way you can possibly use that extra money towards investing, use that extra money to pay towards uh, the principal of your house. Use that extra money to save, right? So it's a lot of it's a lot of things that go on um, in regards to us not being financially free. So Erin, she goes on. Like I said, I love this article. She goes on and she s- talks about six financial challenges and solutions to close the wealth gap. So the first one, she said, access to mortgages and home ownership. I've said this before, home ownership is not for everybody. I understand that. But for the most part, building that equity, having ownership on your land, on your property is top tier, right? Because when you're renting, you're really not getting anything back. When you own your home, you are gaining equity, Whether because some people are like, oh, you don't own anything because you're paying a mortgage. That's just such a lazy way to even think about it, because it's like you're paying into something, right? It's, it has an end date, whether it's 30 years, 15 years, whether you pay your mortgage off early, but it does have an end date where you do eventually will have ownership, complete ownership to it, and then, yeah, you got to pay taxes, but... You have ownership to it, and in the process, you gain equity. This is how white people are becoming wealthy. They take the equity to, equity out of their homes, and then they go buy a second property. They're renting that property out, and they just keep recycling, re- keep recycling, and keep recycling that same theory, um, that same those same steps. So, um, home ownership is definitely one of the ways to bridge the gap. One of the things that held us back was redlining. If you don't know, go and Google what redlining is, but that was supposed to be abolished in 1968. Um it was just so it was just a way that lenders increased our rates because we were black and that was actually legal. <laughs> so if you were black, you definitely paid more in interest just because you were black. And then they stopped that in 1968, but obviously it still occurs in different areas, different neighborhoods, different lenders, you know, but it's, it's not spoken of. It's not, you know, yelled at, I mean, yelled out. It's just one of those things. So it's not like someone's going to be like, oh, this is a redlining situation. You're never going to know, but we all know that it still happens to this day. So Definitely get educated on home ownership, the benefits of it, and things of that nature. I um, believe it's super important. The second one, she says, securing employment and higher income. She goes on to say, in the last 25 years, black Americans have seen no change in hiring rates. Since the 1990s, white applicants received 36% more callbacks than black applicants with an identical resume. What does that what does that say? That means we're not getting hired, so we're not getting good jobs and we're not getting paid. So there goes your wealth gap right there. How can we fix this problem? Anyone has have any suggestions? How can we fix this problem when there's a lot of employment discrimination going on, but Even that, it's no way to really say like, oh, I didn't get hired because I'm black. But there are studies, you know, obviously with these numbers and these statistics, but how can we close that, right? Like we have to start hiring our own people within our own businesses. And then other people, we need to be hired and also paid for what we are worth. Like stop underpaying us just because... (laughs) It's just so crazy to be having these conversations in 2022, but here we are. So another thing that I found interesting, it said, when it comes to getting a raise, pay scale, which is a reporting system, reports that people of color are less likely to receive one when asked. According to his raise Anatomy report, women of color, which I spoke about before, were 19% less likely to have received a raise than white men, and men of color were 25% likely. So, you go on these jobs, you're working hard, and you're not getting any any relief. Everything's going up, and your pay is staying the same. And we see that across the board right now with inflation. You know, jobs are crazy right now. So we see that all across the board. But it's been going on when it comes to our community. So we need to figure out ways to make this better because it's just crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. Another one she says is learning how to make informed and effective financial decisions. Um... She, it says, black people received the highest scores and knowledge on borrowing and managing debt, while their lowest score was in comprehending risk and uncertainty, ensuring, investing, and go-to information source. So that's another issue that we have here. We're not educating ourselves on financial literacy. You know, we can blame everybody else because there, there was something that I was talking about, um getting a financial advisor and that how the expense of it keeps us a bay but i feel like there's so much information on the internet now there's so many people trying to help um us become more financial financially literate the budget nista she's amazing at finances and money um earn your leisure great podcast love them They are great also at teaching financial literacy in ways that we can understand, you know, not all those technical terms, but just real ways that we can understand. And, you know, you just have to do your due diligence and go out there and get the information because the information is there. So you can easily go on your phone, Google something, learn, go to the library, get a book, learn. And keep learning. And then when you learn something, share it with your family. Share it with your friends. Just like how you post all those memes and stuff on Instagram and Facebook. Share it on your social media so that way your community can also learn. You know, we can't keep gatekeeping all this information when we find out about it and keep it to ourselves. The only way for us to grow as a community, as a culture, is to share information good information, even bad information, so that way we know what to look for. Um, but we definitely need to do better when it comes to educating ourselves and learning how to make the best financial decisions for us. You can always look for for, for a financial advisor, but they can be pricey, but they're great. Like They teach you about tax breaks. They teach you about what to invest in, long-term, short-term, teach you what you should be doing with your money, help you with a savings plan, and all of that good stuff. All of that good stuff. It's important. So find yourself a financial advisor if you don't have one. They also mentioned how the cost of the financial expert is a reason why we're so challenged when it comes to money. But we just spoke about that. And another one that they spoke about were was um, paying for education and using student loans. It said, data from the National Center for Education Statistics shows that 12 years after entering college, a a typical African-American student who attended college in the 2003-2004 school year owed more than what was originally borrowed and 49% defaulted on their loans. And there you go. That's another another issue, but it's like a it's like a hamster wheel, right? Because it's really no relief. So it goes like this: we spend our time telling our children they need to go to college, they need to go to college, get a good job, go to college, get a good job, go to college, get a good job. They go to college, right? This is for black black students. They go to college, come out of college, systematically we're not able to get a good job. Right, We spoke about that previously in this episode We're not really able to get a good job We're not really able to get a good paying job We're not really able to get a raise once we do get a good job We're just really stuck and then everything else is going up We're not really getting paid And then six months into your good job Here comes Sally Mae and all her foolishness Talking about, oh, you need to pay us back for this um loan and the payments are astronomical here's $300 tack that on to everything else you got going on in your life but we don't care we just want you to pay this because you got this great education that's supposed to give you this great job but you didn't get it you didn't get it baby but we don't care we want our money and then what happens end up defaulting on the learn on the loan a lot of people don't know how to do deferment um Or some of them can't do deferments because they're making money. So now you can't really defer the payments because if you're making money, they want your money. So it's just like a hamster wheel of financial doomsday. It's just wild, 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 wild. So I highly suggest um, if you have any children that's going to college start looking into scholarships, um, look into trade schools where it's not so expensive. But I remember going to school and I was blessed. I went to college and I was really blessed to have a black um, counselor. She helped me so much. She even helped me to get some scholarships just for being a black woman. Like people are out here wanting to give you money. I just had to write an essay about, I can't even remember. But it was basically you had to be a black woman and you had to write about something like some sort of experience in college, I believe. And yeah, for, I think for the, my last two years, I didn't even have to pay much money. Like they covered a lot of, a lot of my um, schooling. So when I graduated, I didn't have really that much debt. But I can only imagine. Like I have friends who've graduated before me who still have so much student loan debt, and it's just. It's just crazy, but it's that hamster wheel. It's that hamster wheel. And then the other one that was I, I wanted to save for last because it's, it's something that we have going on, but it was not building a savings or emergency fund. That's a, another challenge that we have. And then she goes on to say, because African-Americans have historically had less access to stable jobs, higher wages, and retirement benefits at work, all key elements that support savings they have been less likely to accumulate savings and invest the current tax code also provides families with higher incomes increased tax incentives associated with both housing and retirement savings according to the center of american progress so what she's saying here is that you can't save what you don't have right you really it's impossible it's impossible it's like Can you save that food for me? But there's no food. (laughs) How can you save money when you don't have money to save? Right? So um, that's another problem that we face. Because even with your job providing um, matches for 401k and all these extra benefits, it's just like, if you're to the brim with your expenses you're not putting that much money into these extra things that could give you much more benefits later, right? Because you don't have it. So I understand, I completely understand. I've been there before and um, it's not a pretty place to be, but we can get out of it. So for the month of September, there are five Fridays in September. Most people get paid on Fridays. So, we decided to do a Blackridge Club money challenge to save a thousand dollars in 30 days. Do not scream, hoot, and holler and be like, Oh my god, that's so much money! It really isn't that much money. It's all about perspective, right? Let's change the narrative. Yes, it says a thousand dollars on the challenge. And if you want a printout, please sign up for our email list you can do that on blackridgeclub.com and we'll send you the printout so that way you can keep track of your savings but it's all about perspective so okay a thousand dollars might be too much right change it to 500 change it to 200 anything is better than nothing right we're gonna start changing the narrative like okay we need to save so that way we have our emergency fund Not having an emergency fund literally puts so many black people in debt. Not having that emergency money if you fall sick and you don't get paid at your job. If you have something happen with your car and all of a sudden you can't get back and forth to work or you can't afford to pay for your car to be fixed. You need new tires, oil change, something happens with your child, can't go to school, so now you have to miss days at work. Like there's all types of things that happen that we are not prepared for. And then we end up looking for credit. We end up running up our credit. We end up getting ourselves in more debt. And it's that also is like a, a cycle that we don't need to keep repeating as a culture. So I want all of you to join in on this challenge. It starts September first. It is a thousand dollars in thirty days. You guys get paid five times in September. I miss getting paid five times in September. Now I just work for myself. But I remember September, five checks. I used to be like, ooh, baby, give me that money. So September, you have five Fridays. So if you get paid on Fridays, or if you get paid on Thursdays, there's five of them in September, waiting for you to deposit this money into your savings account. So with that being said, join us for the September money challenge, the Black Ridge Club money challenge. And, like, and also, like I said, like I said, <laughs> like I said, I feel I feel like I'm grabbing you by the collar. Right. So come here. Like I said, sign up. Go to our website, join our email list. We will send you our money challenge printout so that way you can see what it looks like. And if if you want to do $500, just cut every amount in half and save that. You know what I mean? But just save something. Even if it's $100, save something. It's super important. You know what I mean? Like the only way we're going to bridge close exterminate this wealth gap is if we start participating in these types of things we need to participate in savings whether they're challenges by yourself within people in your family money challenges we need to start doing more classes on financial literacy just in your community we have so many churches in a black community it's probably a church on every single corner when you go to a black community the churches need to have you know more classes on financial literacy just we we just need to come together and really each one teach one like that that's how it needs to be so i encourage everyone to join in whether you're black or not it doesn't even matter you can join in the challenge just sign up for our email list we'll definitely send you um a, a printout you can join in it's for anybody if you want to have your children involved you want to have your grandma involved you want to have your students involved if you're in a school in a college you know whoever it is tell your friends blackridgeclub.com sign up for the email list printout will be sent to you We're starting September 1st. I'm also going to be posting, follow us on Instagram. I'm going to be posting daily challenges that's going to push you to not be spending money, make you more aware of your habits, and just really getting into finances for the whole month of September. Podcasts are going to be about finances, money, mortgages, whatever, Anything that's going to bring us up as a community when it comes to money. So, like I said, I encourage everybody to come and join us. Um, So, yeah, I hope you'll be there. I'll definitely be there because I need to save some money, especially after school shopping. So I need to replenish the money that I've lost. So join us for the Black Ridge Club Money Challenge. I really hope that you're going to be there. I'll see you guys on Five Minutes with Franny on Saturday. If you haven't, go and get your 1925 sunglasses. There's only a few left. They're limited edition Black Ridge Club sunglasses. Yeah, what else? What else do I have to say? I guess that's it. I guess that will wrap it up. I hope this episode has been very educational for all of you. If you learn something or something strikes something within you, you know, share this um, with your friends, your family, because this is a great piece. Like this, Erin, thank you so much. Uh, The website is Money Geek, but this was a great article. Definitely eye-opening. And yeah, I mean, I hope everyone starts to really change their mindset when it comes to money and finances and just really become part of the conversation and not just conversation like we need to have action too like we need to put some action behind the conversation so let's start to move forward collectively as a community and let's start getting to the bag baby let's start getting to the money so thank you guys for tuning in for today's episode I really appreciate it and I look forward to seeing you guys on Saturday and also next week, Wednesday, and then throughout the challenge for the whole of September. So once again, this is your host Franny. This is the Black Ridge Club podcast. And I thank you for tuning in. See you guys later. Bye.